Welcome to the Horsewise Podcast with Lynn Reardon, where we share stories of horses and people and what they teach each other. On today's episode, I tell the story of how I finally turned pro as a horse person, thanks to a scared mare at a county fairgrounds. I hope you enjoy the show and have a wonderful day. Today, I'd like to talk to you about a concept called turning pro. And Turning Pro is a book by Steve Pressfield. It's a terrific book. It's really kind of more of a philosophical book about how to sort of step forward into your life and do the work that you were really meant to do and and hold yourself to a standard for doing it. It's a book really about day-to-day disciplines. And it's also a work about creativity, I feel like, because most of what Steve Pressfield is known for is work about the creative process and about art. His previous book was The War of Art, which is a great, great book too. I read that book a long time ago, and I read it actually after I had a particular experience. And this particular experience I'm going to describe today is the moment that I turned pro, so to speak, with horses. And it doesn't mean that I suddenly became this paragon of perfect horsemanship. Those of you who know me know that that's probably never going to happen. But I made the shift at this one time where I knew that it was up to me and I, I just embraced that. I didn't feel really like awesome about it. I didn't think that I was the, you know, kind of God's gift to the horse world or whatever, but it was a very specific scenario and I'm going to describe it to you now. So there had been a series of wildfires in our area then And at the time, I was running the racehorse adoption program at a small farm. And uh, the fires were getting really close, and we needed to evacuate kind of last minute. So I had put out the call for help. And so many people came with their trailers and and took our horses to different locations, not just around the county, but also outside the county to keep them safe. And we were down to two horses, and they were two horses that were fairly new to the program that I didn't know very well. And this giant trailer pulled up. They'd heard we needed help. And it was a trailer uh, from a local horse group, a local rodeo group, in fact. They were going to local farms, places that they knew needed help. Again, giant trailer, super nice people, incredibly competent with horses. And they'd heard we needed help. So they, they had two spots left on that trailer, and these two horses jumped in, and off they went. And they were taking all of the horses that they were hauling to a local fairgrounds to, to keep them safe. They were setting up a lot of temporary pens, plus there, of course, were stalls already there. And that's what they were doing to sort of keep the animals sheltered in place until the fires had passed. So I was really relieved and, of course, very grateful for everyone who helped me. One of the horses that went into the rodeo trailer was a mare. She was a bay mare. She hadn't been with us, as I said, very long. I didn't know her at all, really. And she was a little bit older, maybe she was about 10 or so. She was a failed brood mare. And for the sake of this podcast, we're going to say her name was Bella. That was not her real name, but we're going to call her Bella. And Bella seemed like she was maybe a little bit high strung, but again, a failed brood mare. She she had not been successful. I believe she'd had a foal that she'd lost too recently. So she was still having maybe a little post-hormonal, you know, disruption at that point. And uh, so I get a call a day or two later when the fires were starting to fade at that point. And they said that she was very nervous at the 
at the fairgrounds. So I went to visit her and they had her set up in a nice pen. Again, it was really well done. These folks were really going above and beyond, really truly being first responders in this situation. And there were tons of volunteers from the different local horse groups in the area. And they were taking care of the horses and watering them and so forth. And I went in and saw her and, and she did seem nervous, but she seemed like she was also starting to acclimate a little bit. She was next to the horse that she had come in with when they left our place together and he was next door and he seemed like he was helping to keep her calm. So I went back home to where I, you know, had my normal facility and, you know, we were kind of waiting just to make sure that the fire was truly passed. I mean, it had been sort of a crisis situation for a couple of days and now it seemed like the winds were in the right direction in terms of threatening our immediate area. And then the firefighters were steadily making progress on it. And within a couple more days, I got a call that she had uh, hurt herself, that she had become very agitated and had kind of slipped in the pen and that she had a, a good size swelling in her hawk. And they had called the vet and the vet had come out and thought that she might need more e extensive care. So I went over to go and pick her up. I just seemed like it was a good idea to take her back to our place. And we also had a veterinary sponsor who was really wonderful and could give her really full diagnostics at a lower cost, which was important to the charity. So I went to get her and uh, I was trying to get a helper. I had worked with some local kind of horsemen who were really good with things like trailer loading and nervous horses. And I was trying to learn how to do this whole horsemanship thing better. And I was like, I really need someone, you know, kind of to help. But it seemed like it was important to do it fairly quickly. You know, she was injured. So I went over, I waited as long as I could, but I couldn't get a hold of anyone to help me. And I went over with my truck and trailer and it was probably, it was late afternoon-ish maybe. And I got there and um, there were a lot of people there. There were some people who were picking up horses. There were other people who were just, had been there taking care of the animals and they were you know, just sort of hanging out. Like I said, it was a, a lot of people. And uh, I went to get her and she was very, very agitated and um, having trouble leading. And, and at one point something came up behind her and she got really scared and, and she kind of took off. And I, I had kind of put myself in a position where I didn't have quite the right angle and she got away from me and she got loose. And of course I felt horrible about that. And this whole fairgrounds kind of leaped to her aid. You know, several of the cowboys went out and kind of herded her back and a couple other people who were, you know, coming to pick up their horses. They sort of you know, waved their arms and kind of guided her. And eventually we caught her. And I was like, well, this is a disaster. <laughs> so now she's nervous. She's injured. She's just gotten loose. She's running around like a fiend. And now I have to load her in a trailer, a trailer that she hasn't actually been in my trailer before. And she's going alone too. Uh, the other horse was really settled there and I didn't want to disrupt him if I didn't have to. So I went to take her to the trailer and I was immediately surrounded by you know, several people who wanted to give me advice because she had been a bit obviously wild-eyed as she ran around the fairgrounds. And uh, there were about two or three cowboys who really wanted to help me. And they were like, ma'am, we need to just do this for you. We, you know, we have, you know, ropes and we can kind of just, you know, push her into that trailer. And, you know, we've got this whole system. And they were very like, we can do this. We, you need, you need us to kind of do this, you know, step aside little lady. And they, they weren't being condescending or rude. They really wanted to help. They were being chivalrous in their way. 
But I did know what that technique was going to be like. And I knew that that probably wasn't going to work for this mayor. That that was going to be the kind of situation where it was going to get her more revved up. So I very politely declined. And I was like, no, I'd really like to try to do this myself. You know, she's my responsibility. And I really appreciate it. And if, if I change my mind, I, I'll, I'll holler for you. Thank you so much. And they, you know, they kind of thought I was a little odd, but they were like, all right. And they kind of stepped off and kind of went back to what they were doing. And as I approached the trailer, uh, another group of people kind of came up to help. And it was uh, the center of the group was a woman. She had the kind of long braided hair. And I recognized her as someone who did a lot of work kind of with holistic approach to horses in terms of you know, uh, husbandry and care. And I think she did do, if not training, she certainly taught people. And this group around her were some of her friends and fans and students. And she came up and she was like, Lynn, I'd really like to help you load the trailer, load this bear into the trailer. She's very agitated. I can kind of feel it in her psyche. And I was like, yeah, you know, she's frothing at the, you know, she's foaming and she's got kind of wild eyes. It's pretty easy to see that she's agitated, but she was like, no, no, it's this inner thing. I can feel this inner thing within her. And I'm like, okay, well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, I'm, I'm going to get started loading her. And if you would like to help, maybe you could just sort of be behind her and gently encourage, but I don't want you to have a whip or anything. Just sort of be back there if I need you maybe. And she was like, Okay. And I go to lead her in, and of course, she is quite nervous. And um, the woman who was helping me, she kind of came up to the front and she's like, hey, I think I should take the halter. I, I, she, her head needs to be in a certain place, Lynn, so that she can load properly. And I was like, no, I think I really kind of would like you to be in the back there somewhere, just sort of in case she feels a little bit of an inclination to go backwards, you know, stand where you're safe, but I might have you wave your arms or something like that a little bit, real light and gentle. I don't think this mare needs a lot. And, uh, and she was a little reluctant to follow my instructions, but she finally did. And, um, and then she came up again. And like I said, the mare was needing some time. And this woman came up again, again, very nice person. And she really wanted to sort of focus again on the position of the mayor's head. And she also really wanted me to accept her advice, as did the cowboys. And, uh, and I was like, you know, no, I really feel like I have to kind of get her to move her feet a certain way. There's no, no way around that. I, I really, you know, I appreciate what you're saying about her inner psyche and, and her head. I really do. But I, I have to kind of go with what I think is going to be the right thing for her. But thank you so much. And at that point, she got a little frustrated with me as the Cowboys had been. And she kind of stepped away and said, you know, well, you do what you need to do. So um, I could get the mare loaded part of the way and then she'd want to spin out backwards. It was, again, kind of a classic scenario. And, uh, and it was starting to get darker. But I just felt like I could tell in that moment that... I had the right idea about the situation, even if I wasn't 100% sure, even if I wasn't quite sure how to execute it 100% perfectly. Now, normally, this kind of a situation was my worst nightmare, where I'm used to being the helper or kind of being the student and learning. But here I am kind of thrust into a situation where um, I, I need to kind of take leadership. And I knew enough to know that the cowboy's approach, as well as sort of the holistic uh, teacher's approach, was not quite right for this mare. And it, it was interesting because I, 
although I know both of those people were a little frustrated with me, I wasn't angry or upset with them. They were really trying to help. So I had just this kind of steadiness in me that I need to do this a certain way. I can really feel this is what the mayor needs. But at the same time, I don't feel 100% confident normally. Normally, that would not be my approach. Normally, I'd be like, oh, these people are more experienced, or they really seem confident. I should let them kind of take over. But I knew it was important not to do that this time. So I began working with her. As I said, it's getting dark now, and we're, we're making progress slowly, steadily, but she needs a lot of time. She's upset. And it's also important not to create a scenario where I'm trying to win or get her in the trailer at any cost. I wanted her to go into the trailer and at the very least be part of that process, not feel like she was squeezed into it. I recognize that we might not be able to stay there for six hours and have the most perfect session, but I really wanted it to end on as good a note as possible for her. I spotted someone hanging around sort of the parking lot area who someone, it was an acquaintance I knew. I had met her long ago at another horse event. And she said, hey, can I help? And I was like, well, I really could use a second person to help from behind. And, and I have this flag. Do you know anything about how to use a flag? And she's like, no, but I'm game to learn. So this woman who was super like just good sport and really had kind of a steady way about her, I had her take the flag and quietly cue the mare, not a lot of flapping, but cue the mare when she would stop and um, think about going backwards. And, you know, it took a little time, but the mare made progress. She made really good progress. And eventually, after quite a while, at this point, it's pitch dark, the mare did load and she loaded a couple of times and I was able to close the, the, the partition without it being a really like hysterical thing for the mare. And it was time to then take her back home. And I never forgot that again, because partially I not normally was my, my persona to be like, I know this is the answer. And although I did know that it was the answer, I didn't quite know how, as I said, to execute it. Right. So it wasn't like this, you know, Disney moment where it all came together and I immediately knew what to do. And I felt perfectly confident. You know, I was drenched in sweat. I was still self-conscious, you know, and, um, it, and it wasn't like, um, it wasn't just the most seamless experience either, but it was truly the first time where I recognized that I needed to do the right thing for that horse and that I did understand the importance of helping her move her feet a certain way and that it really wasn't about getting in the trailer, even though we did really need to get in that trailer and get her, get her to some veterinarian care. It was important that we do it in a way that didn't create worse problems down the road. And so somewhere along the way, all of that time that I had been a student, and of course I'm still a student, very, very much so, somewhere along the way I had absorbed by that time the importance of certain principles. And with that mare and her distress level and the combination of circumstances at, at the fairgrounds, that really emerged a moment for me to either essentially step to the plate in a, in a quiet leadership way or to hand the lead rope over to someone who would, through absolute good intentions actually make the situation much worse for what this particular mare needed at that time. So that's the story of me of turning pro. And I think we all have moments like that where we know what's right for the horse. Maybe we're not a hundred percent confident and we can be a little too inclined in those moments sometimes to completely sort of yield our 
our authority or our confidence to someone who appears to be maybe more experienced or maybe more in a professional trainer role. And I would just like to say, while you always want to balance the situation, when you have that kind of feeling, when you have that kind of moment, it's important to step forward and do your best to help that horse, even if it's slightly uncomfortable and not, as I said, the smooth Disney experience. I hope you all have enjoyed the story of how I turned pro long ago. And as always, I thank you for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day.